Hello, good evening, and welcome to another episode of the OG Show. My name is Ogit, and if you're just joining us for the first time, what we do on this side is we talk about societal issues via opinionated discourse. We invite guests from all over, different walks of life, from different ethnic groups, and the rest of them just to impute because mostly what we talk about here concerns us as humans living in Nigeria, living in the world and all of that. So if we scroll down after listening to this episode, you will see the episodes that have aired before and you can listen in and if you like us a bit too much and you find us really, really interesting, I, I think, I know we are interesting rather, so just hit that follow button and you can also follow our social media pages at the Oge Show on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter to get updates and you know join in on our conversation. I have um Kelechi and um Fortune here. Fortune is an urban and regional pa- planning person or urban and regional planner, urban and regional practitioner, urban and regional everything. <laughs> <laughs> And I have Kelito Dogo here. Hi. Hi. Don't go remember my surname, but you didn't remember my name. Because I ju- I just know that you had a K in your name and a B and I knew Dogo was just a name. But I didn't know what the K was for. If it was Kelechi or okay. Kenetko or oh, okay. any of that. Okay. Most people call me K B though. Yes. Yeah. And your wing as a silver wing. Thank you. So, um, we want to discuss Roga today and it has been um, a really long weekend. If not, it has been a really long weekend, Nigeria. From one scandal to another and from the whole Koza thing to now Polami Day cheating on his baby mama. That's really none of my business. On his wife, sorry. Not his baby mama, his wife with... Um, Maria Okan from our Beta FM OAP. And um, so I decided to talk about Ruga today because I feel like it, it has much more um, significance to the Nigerian state mm-hmm. and is more in tune with the theme mm-hmm. of this podcast. Mm-hmm. So, Ruga, let's start with you, Fortune. What do you have to tell us? Um, the whole thing. Like everybody will agree, came as a shock. Okay, yes. No, no one saw it coming, and out of the blue, boom, Ruga is here. Um, so we started seeing tweets flying about, we saw um, what they call it, an internal memo from a minister of agriculture who I don't think we don't have a minister of agriculture. So. <laughs> I don't even know his name. <laughs> We don't have, have one. We don't have one. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know who that person is. From a professional standpoint, ranching is not bad. Okay. If done properly, I support it. But with the, uh, with this pattern they are going, it's not something I will support. I I had a couple of tweets saying, not involving urban and regional planners will always lead to whatever problems people are anticipating because there's no data there's no social economic data there is nothing how many people are cattle herders how much 
um, how many cows do they how have? How many cows? How much grass or hay or whatever do cows consume daily, and all that? What is the space or the uh, the space requirements for these people? Will they be lodged in those um, cattle colonies and all? Those are not covered. So you don't just jump into establishment of whatever it is called. They said Ruga, according to people. Rural grazing areas. I heard Ruga is actually a full and term for whatever they do. No, it's rural grazing area. That's, that's, at, at least that is what they said to us. That is what is on paper officially. Okay. So, so to me, without any data co- collection and analysis, it's bound to fail. Okay, so you are not against the concept of ranching, although I'm not totally in agreement with the fact that I think Ruga just has to do with ranching per se because they can do their ranching in the north. The Fulanis don't have to, <coughs> excuse me, they don't have to come down to the south to ranch. They can do it in the north. They all have to, you can stay anywhere and build a ranch get government permits and the rest of them why do you have to come all the way down to the south yeah i'm i'm not looking at it from say a full and new perspective okay i'm looking at it from ranching in general if you say uh, from a full and new perspective i've uh, when i was still undergoing my professional Anyone? internship no not okay. before i wrote my exams I was attached to the State Ministry of Urban Development and we were and we were going around with them. We had an issue with um what is this people? Those are slaughter markets. Okay. And they brought out documents to show that the land belonged to them. Given to them by the federal government okay. of Nigeria. But the bone of contention at that point wasn't the land, but the fact that they were encroaching the so, roads yeah. and their overall uh, peddling of drugs and the rest of them going on there. If Ruga, as they claim, the land is collected by the, government, uh, the federal government and given to people in another person's state, tomorrow when they have um, kind of when their actions are no longer in tandem with the aspirations of those in the states yeah. and they want to question them they flash a document we own the land suddenly to lead to on uh, problems Unrest and the yeah so ranching on its own should be a private business yes that's my own perspective but if they must do it this way then we should have data we should know what we are doing People should not necessarily, should I say, um, we should not necessarily provide, it's like markets, markets belong to the government. We should not necessarily provide housing and accommodation. They should actually be participants in the society they find themselves. Because I have one problem, like I keep telling people, with these um, nomadic people, they basically add nothing to the economy of wherever they are. They roam. Yes. They barely buy stuff. They don't pay house rent, never bills, nothing. So they are just moving from one place to the other. For heaven's sake, the cattle is not for free. It's not gotten for free. Yes. We still have to buy it. So they just 
benefit from the system without giving anything, giving anything back. back. So we should not um, allocate land. If the land is for just the cattle and a few workers, fine. But if it c comes to bringing family members in, living there as a kind of a settlement, I'm totally against that. Now, she can't speak. <laughs> she, was, she didn't need your permission to do that. I, I, excuse me, don't try to take my job. Okay, I'm sorry. Please. Okay. Anyway, um, Kelechi, so I've read a couple of reactions to this, and most people, or the few of um, the um, suggestion or the opinions, rather, that are in common is the fact that most people think that this whole thing is giving the Fulanese um, an edge or people in northern Nigeria an edge over that of people in southern Nigeria when it comes to politics. Some people are saying that, oh, you give them grazing area, they would come in, stay from there, it turns into um, it's no longer just Uguawusa like we say over here it has turned into their own land. And then when it comes to um, time for voting and the rest of them now they have an they've already have an upper hand when it comes to the elections and presidential elections this is what i'm talking about so now they would have an upper hand in the, in the sense that when it comes to the elections they've already formed a little village because you know they, they usually migrate like, like the moment you see one person is here next thing you're seeing five next thing ten before you know twenty two hundred a thousand like that before you know the whole place is filled with them so are people right to say that um are their fears valid politically personally i think as a nigerian you should be able to live wherever you want to buy okay. land wherever you want to vote wherever you want to but my my major problem with ruga is that it's not of a lot of entitlement it's it's the people like the federal government and it is actually being like the the president is a Fulani man. It it almost like tells you that he's trying to use his position in power to advance a Fulani agenda okay. and Fulanicize the role, if I could say Fulanicize the role of Nigeria, Pakistan. And I have no problems with anyone. I have no problem with the Fulani person legitimately coming to River State to buy land from the community or anybody and to create the ranch. I have no problem with that. It's just done. If you want to create a ranch, a farm, it's like it's a farm. You want to yes. start a farm in Nigeria to in Potako to ranch your cows and every, your cattle and everything. It's fine. But my major problem is with the government. It, there's, there's a crisis currently going on in the country. Flan headsmen are killing people, having clashes with farmers, going from place to one community to the other community, living killing people, leaving dead bodies in their wake. Their cows eat. And crops and people's crops, and when you totally complain. destroy farmlands, and then when you complain, and then when you try to kill a cow, they come back and kill the whole community. Yeah. And then this, if this is the federal government's idea or way of trying to trying to manage the situation, then I'm terribly disappointed because it's not even trying to manage the situation. What you're trying to do is, oh, let's appease these people and help them go around Nigeria. Then what happens to, other, to the other people? What are you trying to tell the other Nigerians that have been killed and have, you understand, what compensations do they have too? So it's it's part of a lot of entitlement and that's what I'm not in agreement with. You cannot, you cannot 
create entitlements out of this problem. So, what's for me the best way? Because I'm like, I'm not surprised with the Ruga thing because they've been hinting at it for a while. Oh, grazing roots. So, they started, they started yeah. from grazing roots, they yeah. wanted to create grazing roots, and then they went to creating roots or settlements and farms, and then went to this Ruga. So it's a lot of it's a lot of nonsense, really. For me, I think that it's and it's, to add, there's something he said. I never thought about thought about it from that angle, where he said then they don't they an economic liability. They do not yes, add anything to the, to the economy of the places that they go to, which is which is very terrible. And then the other one you're talking about, um, they're probably trying to grow their population. I I never thought about it that way. I just I've just seen it as the federal government trying to help or trying to bring a certain tribe above other tribes yeah. and try oh let's appease them they, they went from paying fulani headsmen not to kill people to giving fulani headsmen land to giving fulani, paying them money giving them land so that they don't what kind of nonsense is that what happens to justice so who give justice to the people that that died to the farmers that lost a lot that lost so much of their farmland, their crops, that cannot have anything to to, to to actually get this farming season. What about those that died? Communities that they destroyed, the lives lost, who gives them justice? So if you're trying to create Ruga to appease people that killed farmers, I'm, I'm, I'm very disappointed, honest to God. It's a terrible, terrible thing. It's a terrible thing. It's, it's not the kind of thing that any human being should think about doing. Not think about the president of a country to appease people that have, that have killed his citizens. So who gives justice to the people that have died? It's the Ruga thing, I, I had it, suspended it, but it should, a suspension is not even a good thing to say. It should be completely and totally rejected. Yeah. There should be nothing like Ruga. And I'm very happy that some state governments, like the River State government, have come out to say that they do not want such thing in their community. Because yeah. even in River State, there's a crisis. It, you see a lot of people, people who feel on the headsmen, take their cattle into people's farms. Yes. In different communities. And it causes problems. Because you cannot take your cow into someone's farm and feed on their, their plants crops. and crops and expect them to smile and clap for you or tell them sorry. For what? So, so, so the, the better, the, it's, it's high time that, Fulani, that the people who head cows, the Fulani people who head cows, begin to understand that moving their cattle from place to place is not the way. It's not it's, even it's healthy. Not, it's not healthy. Not, not healthy, healthy for for the people. It's not healthy for the cow. It's not healthy for anyone. So they had better find more sustainable ways to head cows, like it's like it's done in like other parts of the world. Ranching, they can't. You can't. They should. They should. Have, I think what what it's, it encourages laziness. I really do not understand why any government wants to encourage its citizens to be lazy. If that heading business is very very profitable for them, then they would create a farm get more cows, look for ways to get milk, hide from the cows. It's many things you could actually do when you get it from, from, from getting from owning a ranch. But they don't do anything. They just move from place to place and sell cows. Such a terrible thing. Like, it's not a sustainable kind of way to practice cattle farming. It's terrible. So I, I'm completely, completely against sugar. Completely. Okay, and then a lot of people have come out to say... I know yesterday I read someone's take. He said that um, that if not for anything, for the fact that these um, cattle rarers are allowed to carry weapons, why walking or why walking these cows 
from one end of Nigeria to the other. And they feel like it's their right to maim whoever is a threat to them. That if the federal government cannot handle that little security problem where you don't even have um, data to to show how many katsurerers are in Nigeria, how many of them are actually on foot, how many of them actually bought weapons. If you don't have such data, then how can you how can you control what will happen if Ruga um, goes ahead? Because let's look at the fact that okay, maybe this suspension thing it's not really a suspension it's just for us to you know quell our uh, voices uh, or you know try to quell our anger so you at the urban and regional planner what what do you think it still goes back to what i said from the onset lack of data we don't have data at all it's not it's not only in this um situation in everything there's no data. About the weapons, it's like um, I read something about Fulani headers. Um, what should I call it? Um, attacking a village in Mali. Okay. So it's like a Fulani header problem. This sense of entitlement, because we can't even say that these ones we see here are Nigerians. Yes, we can't say. Just take your cattle and move about like you own the world and everything. Carrying weapons, like we can count how many people in that minus the creeks, minus the creeks. We can count how many people officially own weapons in Nigeria. But for some reason, people are walking about weapons and cattle and going state to state and nothing is being done. I don't know what to say. If I keep talking and think, uh, thinking of the lack of data in this country, we don't even have our population right. We don't know, we don't know anything about I did um, my MS project on transportation or was on transportation no data so we are just running blind into uh, tackling our problems blind we don't have any idea of what who how many people we are planning for we are just going basically every um, header that's the, that should have been the first step. If you know you are a header, come and register. Now we know how many people are headers. Each header give us a number of cattle you own. The number of cattle. Second step: How many? Uh, what's your workforce? We build up like this. What's your? Um, there's definitely an average consumption rate of, say, water and. And whatever, whatever, for the cattle, we get that. If government should come in, I think it should only be in subsidies for inoculation, immunization of those cattle. 
that's all they should do like the farmers government don't give them land to farm government only gives them subsidies on fertilizers or farming pits that's all you don't now say you give them land who does free range again in Portacot alone we have um, how many poultries everywhere should everybody just leave their chicken fish to, to yeah to. the fish pond we throw it in the river and you say this is my fish if someone catches it you carry you take a gun to that community and shoot everybody like she said a sense of entitlement um, going through the internet yesterday twitter to be precise i saw a video attributed to um, what they call them Mieti Allah or something yeah trifling yes giving 13, 30 days ultimatum <laughs> to reverse this decision to suspend it i'm like what is going on what is going on and mbc is actually unlooking MBC I don't. Really, I don't want to talk of. Really I don't want to talk of those that, people. That's a topic that I yeah, I don't want to talk of those people. But basically, it seems like you said they are. They are now seeming like, say, tier one citizens, while we are not even lower. We are like volunteers. We don't. They don't even care about us. Yeah, we are just there. Yeah, we are just there. Whenever, but. The case of insecurity, there was something someone said which struck whom. When, when the discussion came up that Mireti Allah wanted to set up vigilante groups in the East, there was a statement a guy made that hit whom. Someone was like complaining that we are not safe and all. And the guy said, are they not already the ones securing us? And look at it, the military posted here are mostly Fulanese. Secondly, 90% of our gate men are Fulanese. True or false? I think 90% is you exaggerating, but. Okay, yeah. yeah a major, a percent major percentage of them are at our gates. So if there is an agenda, we are walking right into it. Okay. If there is an agenda, we are walking right into it. But I don't want to look at it from the agenda perspective. I'm just irritated by the lack of data, the lack of caution given to these people. That's all I can say for you. Okay. Um, let's... Um, if... This whole Ruga thing wasn't, you know, done in a way that gives this um, headers an opportunity to go to any state and then claim a territory as their grazing territory. Let's say it was more of um, them staying in the north and getting lands or using their own personal land because I don't think federal government should be giving them lands. To graze their cows, use their own lands, and you know, get um, grants or whatever it is they need to get from, from like from what the federal government 
um, gives to farmers, subsidies on fertilizers and the rest of them. If federal government gives them subsidies on hay and whatever else it is they need, would people be outraged by it all? We, um, the country is already down a divisive path. Okay. So, right now, whatever it is, as far as it involves the north versus the south, there will be there will be a problem. But I think the approach was wrong. I I grew up. My dad rest may so rest in peace. Told me that if anything is of economic importance to both parties. No matter the amount of hate, they will always find a way to make it work. Yeah, they will always find a way to make it work. If it had been that, oh, we set up, had um, uh, set up branches in the north, you in the south, um, you get to give them grass. Win-win. They buy grass from us, we buy cattle from them. Everybody makes money. Yes, it will work perfectly. But once there is this seeming um, view that one party is benefiting more than the other party, there must be this. Uh, yeah, and there's the idea in the South where we don't really believe that our lands belong to the government. It's my land, I will sell it to you. Although we also feel like, oh, some places, government should collect it. Or government have already claimed territory over it like mm. years and years again, post-independence and the rest of them. But over here, most people, land, your, the owner of the land themselves, the villagers, they're the ones that sell their land to you. Let, and me, let me digress a bit. Mm. If I'm governor of River State today, I'll be fighting to remove Borican Air Force from there. That's like our most valuable land. I don't see why that big a, large camp, and air force, that large expanse of land would just be wasting there. I will look for one interior village and then keep the army. Personally, if I become government, that's what I would Why are you talking for. about Borica? What about Elele? I'm talking Borica. Yes, I'm talking about Elele. I can dump them there. Um, Elele camp, the army camp in Elele. You think Borica camp has a Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can dump oh them in Elele. <laughs> Bori Camp is like the most valuable piece. Um, Abba Road is our most valuable site. Yeah. Uh, yeah, land. So I don't see why it should be wasting away with camp, uh, uh, base and military bases that have nothing to do uh, uh, with the state except to oppress the citizens. For me personally, from a uh, from the perspective of an urban developer, actually. Okay. Yeah. So um, you said that um, the Ruga should have been, um, if they had consulted professionals, urban and um, urban developers, yeah, agriculture, uh, reason, and all of those of, yeah. people, they would have been able to draft plans that you know was um, in symbiotic kind of relationship between the north and the south, where. You have your grazing areas. We have grass. We'll sell you grass. We already buy your meat. We already get beef from you people. So you give us meat. We buy you. We send grass across to you. It's a 50-50 win-win situation. So um, is there some? Is 
is there going to be some kind of arrangement where you know these people pay tax because you said earlier on that these headers that are roaming about from one end of Nigeria to the end they are not contributing anything to the economy do you think that you know putting them in a ranch means they get to pay tax and the rest of them because I'm not I don't know about the people in slaughter let's use slaughter for instance I don't know if the people in slaughter if they pay tax I know that what they do is probably they buy tickets yeah, they pay, they pay. Daily Lo local tickets. government levies yes local government levies so besides us is there is the government going to tax them from you know what we see from how, how do you tax how like, do you tax what you don't you can't quantify no i'm saying if they had gone with your idea of yeah the yeah they can be taxed then nothing south you know yeah they can be taxed then Okay. Yeah, you can Kalechi, do you have anything? Um, a, a few things. Um, there's something he said about the not believing that there's an agenda. Okay. Um, he didn't want to actually talk about an agenda because that's not what. Well, but for me, I I personally believe that there's an agenda. Okay. There's a like I said, fullanization. There's an agenda. There's a full and near agenda somewhere because this whole thing doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense if you if you try if you're trying to look at it. Nobody from does from a logical perspective. It makes no sense. So, and then the sense of entitlement, the fact that it doesn't make any sense, begin to be think that oh, there might be an agenda somewhere. There might be a bigger picture that we're not seeing. There might be something that they're trying to do that we don't know about. And there's the sense of the fact that there's more to this thing than you can actually see puts a lot of fear in Nigerians and put a lot of fear in everybody who should everybody should be concerned because if they're doing something like this and they're going about it in such a snakish way, everyone's trying to hide the facts and you don't understand what's happening. Something something's huge. Then you, you could you could tell that there's an agenda somewhere. There's something. We don't know what that agenda is, but we can tell that there's something pushing them. Maybe maybe it's because there's going to be a lot of money made from the government intervention for some people. Or it could be something more, something more, something worse. We be trying to, like a lot of people actually accuse Flanny Hetman of carrying out a genocide in, yes. in, in, amongst, like, in Nigeria already, in all these communities. And then some people, some people actually go really far saying, oh, they're trying to do an ethnic cleansing, cleanse out this whole people and get the people to be everywhere. Do you, do you understand? Exactly. So, some people think that that's, that's the big picture. So when you see something like this happening and you don't talk about it, it it's happening to this person, it's happening to this person. Based on history and their exactly. history. Exactly. It could it could it could turn out to be okay, this is busy. this is really what these people are about and which is a very, very terrible thing. And why I I'm inclined to agree with you is the fact that after the news broke that Bruger has been suspended, Mietiala when comes on national TV, holds a press conference and threatening the Nigerian state, telling the federal government, the federal government of Nigeria, that you have an, a 30-day ultimatum to reverse your decision. They didn't, they didn't say, we'll go on strike. They didn't say, we'll stop selling. But the thing is, what kind of ultimatum did they give the federal government? They didn't just say, oh, we'll stop selling cows. No, they did not say that. They were threatening, they were not given an ultimatum, they were threatening the federal government. And not just 
regular just saying if you don't do this we will cause trouble we will there will be work that that is that is borderline treason that's on any count that is a treasonable offense but this man sat down and said all these things and nothing happens Confidence. So much confidence, and nothing is going to happen. So it makes you believe that there might be an agenda somewhere. There must be something that gives this man the power to feel that oh, I can say whatever I want to say. And, and then you put yourself I'm in that situation that. as a southerner, and then you're thinking of oh, if there was a southern body mm-hmm. like this coming on TV, oh, there will be hell. Say there will hell. If I before they finish that press conference, that place DSS. There will be hell. We will not know the technology. <laughs> every every single day in Nigeria, in under Buhari's administration, people who are in Fulani are made to feel less and less Nigerian, like the average Fulani man, which is a terrible thing. Which is it's 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 not the way to govern a country that is multicultural and multi-religious. Buhari has failed in how he governs us. Most Nigerians, a lot of Nigerians, really like. There's so much better ways to handle header farmer disputes, and Buhari has allowed it to fester continuously. Like this, it's, it's becoming, it's, it's becoming, and then the sense of entitlement on the Fulani people have increased a lot. You know, like no one's holding them accountable. That's what this is lack of accountability. You don't hold anybody accountable for the wrong that they do. They it, it emboldens them, it empowers them. They feel. Undestructed, like they cannot be destru- destroyed. This is me, I can do whatever I want to do. Do you understand? So, I think that Buhari's administration has caused more harm in settling this problem than ever. It's, 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 it's a terrible, it's, it's something that I think they're not even doing anything to try to, they're not looking for ways to appease. If they appease the 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 cattle so that people don't so what do you call them cattle rustlers they, they're looking for who taught where to arrest cattle rustlers i mean in what world is a cow a cow's life more important than the lives of people in the community in what world do you understand it's you you it's, it's you're a farmer you're, you're a farmer cows are your thing i'm a farmer corn is my thing if your cow comes to eat my corn, what happens? Yeah, and that's where um, our happens? cultural differences come to play. Because I know that in Igbo land, mm-hmm. you have to keep your animals in check. You have because to. the moment your animal leaves your house and comes to my house to destroy stuff, I'm taking that animal. We are both you, the owner. We are both going to Amala. I'm Igbo, so we're going to go to Amala to where there's a council, you know, to settle this kind of di- dispute. And you pay a particular amount, fine. If you don't pay that fine, the animal automatically belongs to me exactly. because it came to my van. So we understand stuff like this, but I don't. I'm not sure they have such kind of orientation or it's part of their culture that such a thing should happen. It's. it's I, I think it's. It's a sense. The fact that they've been doing this thing over the years and nothing has happened because we live in a country where Fulan is protected. I don't know why they're protected excessively against you know, like you you in any normal society. Even I have cases where people, someone's dog would bite you, they'd arrest the owner of the dog. Yes, it's simple. If someone if someone's dog comes out here and bites me, they arrest the owner of the dog. Yes, true. That's you have to restrain your dog 
and if it's a very serious injury they could they could actually euthanize your dog yes immediately immediately if your dog is a menace to society or a problem they'll kill your dog and and then in some in some extreme cases if you're not careful you might go to jail you might all be fined so when you send your cattle to go into someone's farm and take away every single thing that they have tried to do with their lives that planting season they've lost money they've lost time they've lost a lot of things and you expect them to clap for you sit back and hold your hands and sing kumbaya for it I, I, i've never seen anything like this before i'm not so for me the best i think that the best thing that should be done is they should actually educate fulani headsmen i think a lot of them do not understand the gravity maybe i just, i'm trying let me just let's be, let me be, be a bit fair and let me be like very fair and say oh they might not ignorant of they might be ignorant of what the exactly they're doing they, they don't understand the gravity of what they're doing because i don't see why anyone who understands the gravity of this situation would keep doing this thing over and over and over again and expect the state to clap for them i think that they do not understand it the gravity of what they're doing and also I think that if the federal government finds ways to educate these people on other ways to actually go about heading cows this problem will be solved you know this problem, this problem will be solved it, it is an unsustainable way of rearing cattle it's, been, nobody does this nobody does this and believe you me in every single country there's a war going there's, there's been a conflict in congo for over over 20 years now that borders on this header farmer clash in every single country where they have um headers moving their cattle up and down and eating eating people's crops, crops and all of that they've had crisis governments who have succeeded in trying to hold this thing together are governments who have found other sustainable ways for farmers and hard headers to coexist and the best way to do that is through ranching and not ranching by giving up giving up farmlands to no not that kind of ranching ranching is oh really you need to you could give government could give them loans I mean, agricultural loans are a very good thing. You can say, okay, are you a Fulani peddler and you want to own a ranch or you don't have enough money to own a ranch? Government could give you a loan and you could pay back at very little interest. You could even give them loan free, interest free loans. I don't, I don't mind that. But give them loans. With loans, they could build, they could build a ranch and then begin to do the proper thing. Not in in 20, 2019, your cattle are cattle blocking runways, cattle closing the road in the middle of the night. I actually know someone who has a mad phobia for cows. I was sitting in the car with her once she was driving. And then the next thing is and then the next thing is the cow came out, plenty of them. You know like she hunched she chose I've never seen so terrified of cows. She hunched, she was hiding, get it in the past let me know, in the past let me know. She actually was almost having a panic attack on the car. I'd never seen anything like that before. So imagine if this woman was driving on the highway, the cattle appears from nowhere. Accident. So what I'm trying to say is, it's unsustainable. They should find. They should, if they, whatever they want to do, they should do. But this should not involve giving lands of farmers in different parts of the country who do not, who are already having problems with these Fulani people. You know? There's already that problem. Oh, we do not like. We don't like ourselves. 
to how do you want to settle it? Let me give you. I can't trust you. How do I sort? How do I? How do I settle it? Give give my give my land to this person. Doesn't doesn't work that way. So I think the best thing is one. Well, the best thing is you know, give them land somewhere else, loan free. You know, just give them a loan somehow. Educate them. You know, send people to go to Fulani villages to educate them on the need to do ranching, and then ask anyone who wants to get around to come and get interest loan rather from the government, and then see how things move from there. Oh yeah, and then um. Sort of like it was um, a reply mm-hmm. to this whole to this whole um, Ruga thing. There was this picture that was circulating. There's this picture that was circulating online since yesterday um, about a cow that was successfully grazed, um, raised, raised, in Anambra State on a farm, a branch. It wasn't. It wasn't going from places to. If you see how yeah, yeah, healthy, healthy. I saw the picture. that cow looked. If you see how huge, how big it looked, like you know that. Oh, okay. This is actually a bull. This is. This is what. This is what a cow should. This look is like. what a cow. Do you know what? Look like? If the government starts giving loans to anyone who wants to head cows to get the ranch, a lot of people get into that business. In the south here, especially, a lot of people will get into that business. Surely, people whose lands are in the village, they are thank you. Anyone doing anything, they will get into that business. Yeah. And believe you me, it will ha- it will help people get employed. You can actually start having people export really nice beef. Mm-hmm. If you can't expect to start exporting to other countries, so in hide and skin, fresh, fine, wonderful milk. Yeah. So many things you got. Do you understand? So if the federal government says, who oh, wants to give, um, whoever wants to own a ranch, come, we'll give you um, a loan with very little interest or no interest. There will be so many ranches springing up and we'll find healthier cows, no problem. Problem, everything will be fine. So, anything to add before we end this podcast? I think we're about 40 minutes right now. Nothing else. I think we've covered it from both angles. I, so as an urban and regional colonel, you don't have any suggestion for the government? And they should pay me for it. They should pay? They should pay me for it. <laughs> Why should I suggest for free? Okay. Um, <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you for tuning. Thank you, Kerechi. Thank you so much. So thank you. I know you're tired. No, it's okay. Thank, thank you. Um, Please do not forget to subscribe to this podcast. Do not forget also to follow our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram handles at The Wiki Show. Also, you can send in your suggestion, opinions, and the rest of them via mail or DM. Our email address is theogishow at gmail.com. It's available on all our um, social media handle profiles. And yeah, until next week, bye for now. Oh, thank you.